0: Welcome to MIND, America's Lignite Energy Podcast, brought to you by the Lignite Energy Council of North Dakota. Here's your hosts, Kate Muggerud and Jeff Simon.
1: Welcome, you guys. Thanks so much for joining us here on Season 2, Episode 10 of our podcast. We have our lovely co-host, Jeff. Jeff, thanks for joining us.
0: Hello, everyone.
1: Awesome. And today, you guys, our guest... we are going to dive into some of the, some of this, uh, we've kind of talked about in season one, but we're going to dig a little bit further into it today. Um, we have Kevin Connors. He's with the EERC. And I know that, um, if you've joined us before, I've had a uh, several guests from the EERC and, um, just learned a lot about what the program's doing. Uh, the energy and environmental research center out of the university of North Dakota and Grand Forks, North Dakota, um, is, you know, making moves, uh, shaking things up. And Kevin here is uh, going to join us today and we're going to talk a little bit about PCOR. He's the program director. So Kevin, welcome. Thanks for joining us.
2: Yeah, thank you for having me.
1: Fantastic. So talk to me a little bit about, right away I'm going to ask you, PCOR, what is it? A lot of our our new listeners and viewers might not be familiar with it.
2: Yeah, so the, the PCOR partnership, PCOR stands for the Plains CO2 Reduction Partnership. And uh, there's, a, there's a history there with the PCOR partnership. Um, it, 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 date, it dates back to 2002 when then President George W. Bush committed the U.S. to a comprehensive strategy to reduce greenhouse gas emissions in the American economy. And so, he, you know, he set us on this, uh, he set our great nation on this path to slow the growth of greenhouse gas emissions. And so that led to uh, the Department of Energy Fossil Energy Program establishing the Regional Carbon Sequestration Partnership Program. And the PCORP Partnership Program is part of the Department of Energy's Regional Carbon Sequestration Partnership Program. Hmm.
1: And it's been around here, from my notes, it's been around for 17 years, it looks like.
2: Yeah, exactly. So when the Department, when the Federal Department of Energy established the Regional carbon sequestration program, um, they were looking to identify the best methods for capturing and permanently storing carbon dioxide. So mm-hmm. these methods are collectively referred to as carbon capture utilization and storage. It's otherwise known mm-hmm. as CCUS. And so I'll be referring to CCUS throughout uh, this this, the, this interview. But um, the, the CC or the carbon capture component refers to The use of technology to capture CO2 from an industrial source like a coal fired Mm -hmm. power plant or an ethanol plant uh, before it is emitted in the atmosphere. The the U or the utilization component refers to using the captured carbon dioxide for commercial operation. A a really great example of utilization is injected um, or the injection of captured CO2 into an oil field. The CO2 mm-hmm. will mix with oil and actually causes the oil to swell and flow more easily, which improves the productivity of the oil field. Basically, uh, more oil is produced with that carbon dioxide than, than could ever be produced. So this process of enhanced oil recovery um, has been applied safely uh, with great success mm-hmm. for in hundreds of oil fields around the world since the 1970s. And then the S mm-hmm. in CCUS is stands for storage. And that means um, it's, it's about permanent storage in deep geologic formations, such as oil fields or other deep sedimentary rocks that are, that are saturated with saline water or salt water. Um, those are known as saline formations. And so that is what the, the Department of Energy's Regional Carbon Sequestration uh, Partnership Program was, has been tasked with looking at. And starting in 2003, the EERC was, a, was awarded the Plains CO2 Reduction Partnership or the PCOR Partnership Program. And yeah, I
1: remember hearing that. That's pretty
2: cool. And that, and at the time, that was one of seven regional carbon sequestration programs or regional carbon sequestration partnership programs. Um, mm-hmm. Not all of them have continued to today, but but the PCOR partnership has had um, has been able to continue. Um, after seventeen years of applied research to mm-hmm. today, um, the original region encompassed central and northern the central and northern Great Plains of the U.S. and Canada, and mm-hmm. um, and, and what what we did what we did dating back to 2003 is we began to characterize the region so we identified the major stationary sources of co2 and the geology of the region and we performed what we call source sink matching where we um, we identified these, these the stationary source of co2 and we identified the closest geology where that co2 could be captured and stored um, and in the PCOR mm-hmm. partnership region, in the, in the Northern Great Plains, we have, we have tremendous storage potential. Uh, we have, we have mm-hmm. a series of sedimentary basins, um, such as the Williston Basin, and there's ample mm-hmm. storage for, in both oil and gas bearing rock formations um, mm-hmm. through carbon dioxide enhanced soil recovery and non-oil bearing formations, such as saline storage. Um, mm-hmm. Then that next okay. phase of, re- we had another phase of research in that time that led to like a small scale pilot CO2 injection testing or field validation. And that was followed by commercial scale demonstration projects. Um, A great example is the Bell Creek CO2 enhanced oil recovery project in Eastern Montana where over a million metric tons of CO2 have been injected safely and permanently stored each year since 2012 in association with enhancing the oil production in that oil field. And that gets us to today. The PCOR partnership initiative is is an extension of what of, of our past work and it focuses on accelerating commercial scale deployment of ccus so I, the history is so important for the p partnership program because it, it you know it dates back to 2003 where we characterized yeah. the geology we identified all the major sources of co2 emissions yeah. and then we did small scale fi- field validation or pilot testing we we, mm-hmm. we bumped that up and we did we did more larger scale demonstration. And today we're looking at at commercially deploying CCUS technology. And the PCORP Partnership Region, uh, under the new initiative, which just began last year, um, Mm -hmm. it's a new phase of of our program, and it's it's been expanded now. So now it includes 10 Mm -hmm. U.S. states and four Canadian provinces. We've added Alaska. We've expanded into all of Wyoming, all of Montana, and all of British Columbia. And so today the PCOR Partnership Region makes up one-third of North America.
1: So now, how did that expansion take place? What went in? What was involved with that?
2: Well, so part of the U.S. Department of Energy Regional Carbon Sequestration Program um, that Mm -hmm. was developed dating back to 2003, originally there was seven regional carbon sequestration partnership programs and the PCOR Mm -hmm. partnership was one of those. And and yeah. over the years, we've reduced it down. Now there's only four partnership programs, and and each region has been expanded, including the PCOR region.
0: We keep hearing it here in the Bakken in North Dakota that, you know, we're capturing just ten percent of the oil uh, that's recovered. But, you know, with this uh, this technology, I mean, these uh, these oil fields in the Bakken could last, I mean, quite literally for centuries, uh, with uh, with this recovery technique. But
2: um, yeah, you know. Um, I always I always look at carbon dioxide enhanced oil recovery, and and the stage it comes in into into a depleted oil field. You know that oil field has gone through primary production, uh, typically, and at least in conventional oil fields, they've maybe gone through secondary, which they're flooding the reservoir with water, to try to enhance oil, oil recovery that way, and then typically, historically, CO carbon dioxide has been brought in as a tertiary recovery, and so that's that's after this the the oil and gas reservoir has been flooded with water, you bring in your carbon dioxide, um, and, and that comes in later in the life of the oil field. And so I, I always like to look at it like a, um, a, a fixer-upper, uh, where where you have your oil field that's you know that's aged and, and it's gone through uh, that, that, that primary phase, the secondary phase, and now the tertiary phase. You bring in carbon dioxide, you, you really do have to upgrade your facilities to handle the carbon dioxide. Mm-hmm. Um, in in your field, and so so mm-hmm. you really kind of get a, a, a this old house or a fixer upper uh, a component to, to your oil field. So you're taking a, an aged um, aged equipment or surface equipment, and you have to upgrade it um, in order to handle CO2.
0: Well, I know we do have uh, you know some CO2 EOR projects kind of on the drawing board. They've been temporarily suspended. Denbury's got one going in, uh, down in Bowman County in southeastern Montana. Uh, they've constructed a pipeline and they're ready for it, but the oil price slump has kind of put that on hold but um, right here with the CCUS project, we've got an active uh, effort going on right now at Milton our young station uh, the mm-hmm. project tundra can you can you kind of give us a status report on that Kevin yeah,
2: certainly so um first of off m- Minkota Power Cooperative, who operates the Milton Young Power Plant, and B and I Coal, who supplies the coal to, to the young plant, um, are both P partners. So they're both they're both uh, um, part of the, the effort under, under the Plains CO2 reduction partnership. Uh, and they have been for many years. Uh, now the ERC, who leads the P partnership, also is supporting Project Tundra, uh, which is which is primarily uh, through other projects such as North Dakota Carbon Safe so um which which is another program that's established through the u.s department of energy uh funding with co-funding from the state of north dakota so so it is a, a kind of a sister north dakota carbon safe is a sister program to the PCor partnership um but but really past PCor efforts have helped pave the way to recognize co2 potential in north dakota which in turn allowed the erc to attract the um, Additional research projects, such as North Dakota Carbon Safe, um, yeah. to address the feasibility of geologic storage. For so um, any additional orations in monitoring CO two in the subsurface, or approaches uh, for more effectively using subsurface storage reservoirs that are brought to light through the PCor projects will be passed on to Project Tundra and and developing other. Um, CCUS projects in the state, but Project Tundra is is really managed uh, um, uh, through through the
0: carbon, North Dakota Carbon Safe Program at the moment. And we have incentives in place right now in uh, in U.S. policy. Uh, you know the forty five Q tax credits that that really make this a very attractive opportunity. 50 dollars per ton for CO two storage, and thirty five dollars per ton if used in an EOR project. Um, with an incoming possible Biden administration here, do you, uh, uh, you know, the, the, the prospects may change um, or do you expect that to continue? I guess maybe what would you like to see for the PCOR region from the new administration? Well,
2: you know, CCUS has enjoyed bipartisan support for the last 17 years. And, and I expect that to continue. You know, CCS is a is a critical critical component of any clean energy strategy, and it it allows fossil fuels to continue to provide reliable and resilient reliability and resilience uh, that our our electrical grid is built on. So, um, you know, that's that's a key piece to to what any administration is is going to be looking at in terms of their their energy strategy. And and as you may be aware, President Elect Biden has announced that John Kerry will be his. Presidential Climate Envoy will yeah. be his Presidential Climate Envoy, um, mm-hmm. which is a newly created position. So that announcement was made 24 hours after the transition was made official, uh, which which tells us that addressing climate change made priority to the Biden administration. And and I hope that the Biden administration recognizes if we want to maintain a reliable, robust power grid for this nation and make serious reductions in, in our carbon footprint then CCUS is is an absolutely essential and necessary technology. Um, And the PCOR partnership has played a vital role in advancing CCUS across the region. So first and foremost, you know, we're really hopeful that the new administration will recognize the value and continuing to support our efforts and the regional carbon
0: sequestration program efforts um, from the federal side. Yeah, that reliability component has kind of been a steady drumbeat of the Lignite Energy Council that – uh, you know, there are there are folks in the climate crowd who who believe that renewables are the solution, but you still have to have that big generation, and and coal delivers that. And if we can develop a carbon dioxide capture system, um, coal could continue to be part of that energy mix for a long time to come. Eh?
2: And and in the U.S., we are so close to commercial. To, to accelerating this commercial deployment. And that's really what the PCOR partnership is tasked with, with doing in our region. And you know that's backed by almost 20 years of, of science uh, through world-class world class research and development activities. So I'm really hopeful that the new, new administration will fully embrace CCUS, uh, not only through the Department of Energy, but also through uh, tax and business incentives. Um, as you mentioned, the 45Q tax credit, uh through science-based environmental regulation under the EPA. I mean our goal is to accelerate commercial CCUS deployment and we see a CCUS industry developing in the region and across the country. Um, so mm-hmm. if we're able to show success with these with these with this current wave of developing projects, the next wave um, should be accelerated. So we're we're really close. And so we we just really need that that backing um, from from this new administration.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So, talking just a little bit about um, geography from that standpoint now, with when we're talking about the federal energy policies, do you feel that they are are helped or are they hindered kind of when we have so many different states involved um, in that project?
2: Yeah, that's a great question. Um, you know, a really good example of a federal energy policy is, is the 45Q tax credit. Um, mm-hmm you know, this is a tax credit that can be worth up to $50 per ton of carbon dioxide stored in deep saline formations Mm -hmm. and up to $35 per ton of carbon dioxide stored through enhanced oil recovery projects. Um, Mm -hmm. While the, while the value, while the valuable incentives of the 45Q tax credit can be a strong driver for CCUS projects, there are currently Mm -hmm. some uncertainties in the way of the current code in the way the current code is written. So, um, especially with respect to interpretations of some of the definitions and deadlines currently in the tax code. So mm-hmm. the IRS has released guidance this last year to provide some certainty, but hmm. there is a proposed rulemaking that, that still needs to be final for project developers to know the playing field in order to make business decisions. So in the case yeah. of the 45Q tax credit, um, it can be a project driver If the project developers and investors are comfortable with the level of certainty provided by the by the IRS. So, Mm -hmm. you know, regulatory or policy uncertainty can really have a negative impact on project development Mm -hmm. and investment. Um, A different example where regulatory policy certain regulatory or policy certainty is is providing a positive driver is right Mm -hmm. here in the state of North Dakota. In 2009, Mm -hmm. the North Dakota legislature enacted statutes that address poor space ownership and long-term liability of stored CO2, and that same legislation granted the regulatory authority to regulate CO2 storage to the oil and gas division. Um, This is such Mm -hmm. a foundational piece to the to the current um, uh, activity in North Dakota. So it's Mm -hmm. it's that that law that lawmaking in the state. was followed by the establishment of rules and regulations, which ultimately led to uh, EPA granting North Dakota the authority to issue permits for CO2 storage um, injection wells, otherwise known as class 6 wells. And so that's why we're seeing a lot of activity in the state of North Dakota is because early on, dating back to 2009, the, the state was really moving toward providing that regulatory certainty that, th- that this industry needs in order to develop yeah. projects. And, and this happened to be the, the, the regulatory certainty to get to, to get the permits um, to to be able to to inject and
0: store CO two in, in saline yeah. formations. And we know North Dakota was the actually the first state granted that uh, Class Six primacy. Um, uh, you know, I mean, you really you really got to be proud of what's what's going on here because we are really a leader in the world in this this technology, right, Kevin? Yes, certainly, um,
2: North Dakota. It has has shown its its leadership in in not only um, putting the right policies in place and and providing that certainty, but but also um, through through the lignite Energy Council uh, uh, research program, the North Dakota Industrial Commission research program, and the funding that's been put forward uh, through the through the state research programs uh, has really helped us develop that technology um, moving forward. So what we're seeing today is, is some 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 early activity in the state um, that that we're really we're really seeing as as a great opportunity to 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 solidify North Dakota as a leader in CCUS.
1: Hmm. Now, I think we talked about or touched on this, but kind of when we look at you know a very carbon constrained world that we're in, how does PCor become more important to? Not only North Dakota, but you know the rest of the country. What what does that look like?
2: I love talking about um, carbon management. is really is really mm-hmm. the way um, that that we see it. the The Pecor Partnership continues to show the value of CO two, um, and we're finding finding new innovative ways to utilize CO two. So the, the U and CCUS, um, when CO two has a has a value. Um, or is considered a commodity, then, it is a, then it's a product stream that can be managed. So that's why we talk about carbon management. Uh, it's a very different philosophy than considering carbon dioxide a pollutant. And in, in North Dakota, the state legislature, it, back in 2009, determined that carbon dioxide is a valuable commodity, and that's written in the statutes. Um, mm-hmm. So it needs to be managed as such. And so utilization mm-hmm. of carbon dioxide um, in enhanced oil recovery is and will be very important to the state moving forward. Uh, The oil and gas industry is constantly working toward maximizing the ultimate recovery of the oil and gas resource. And so, Mm -hmm. and CO2 has proven to play a key role in enhanced oil recovery in in older unconventional fields. Um, But we also see carbon dioxide enhanced oil recovery um, in in the Bakken's future. So that's really, when we talk about carbon management, we talk about, um, you know, ccus the ability to capture that co2 and ultimately utilize it um, and and, ha- and and give that carbon dioxide a value you
0: know we we live right. in obviously a very uncertain world and change is inevitable and and change yeah. seems to be happening faster than ever before right now kevin um as we kind of kind of start to wind this up kate uh, i want to ask kevin um you know with all that uncertainty what are we going to see, maybe in the next five, ten years here with CCUS? Uh, is I mean, is this going to be widespread? Do you think? Uh, I mean, we're we're just kind of in that commercialization phase right now. But I mean, if if these uh, you know pilot programs become successful, uh, this could be deployed wide, maybe i mean what's what's the future look
2: like yeah i you know i th- I think you're going to see the snowball effect if we could show some early success and and let's just talk about ten years. you know ten years from now will get us to twenty thirty and by then, um, projects that are being developed today will be injecting and safely storing carbon dioxide in North Dakota, so they'll be commercially demonstrating mm-hmm. this technology um, and and the way I see things working out is that carbon capture and storage will lead to an increased interest in carbon dioxide enhanced oil recovery. Um, So I think once the oil and gas industry sees large enough volumes of carbon dioxide being captured every day, the interest level in purchasing that carbon dioxide to inject into their oil fields and enhance the oil recovery uh, will be high. So Mm -hmm. a CCUS industry is really, we're starting to see it developing today. And in 10 years, we have the potential to have a new industry in the state of North Dakota across the PCOR region and throughout the U.S. So the CCUS industry will really tie together coal, electricity generation, transportation, and oil and gas development, and possibly the agriculture industry, which we haven't talked about yet. And, and through capture of CO2 from ethanol plants, um, which is, you know, th- that tying all those industries together, especially in North Dakota, when you're talking coal, yeah. uh, electricity electricity generation, uh, oil and gas and agriculture—that's big picture mm-hmm. vision for the state of North Dakota.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, I, I think that's that's really interesting that you tied in that agriculture. How do you? Can you talk a little bit about how that get how that ties in? I know we haven't touched on that.
2: Yeah. So you know what we're seeing today is is. Um, some of our ethanol plants in the, in the state or some of our ethanol production facilities in the state of North Dakota are looking at carbon capture and storage. Um, mm. and so there, there's some of our, um, early, early mover projects and they're developing yeah. their projects right now. And, um, and the way, the way those facilities are, um, are engineered is, is they could really be not only, um, cap, they, they could be capturing and storing CO2 in the next five years. Um, and, and that, from the way uh, electrical generation, coal power plant, those, mm-hmm. those facilities need to have um, not only obtained the investment, but also built their capture facilities. And so they're a little bit further out in terms of their ability to capture CO2 and store it in the ground. So what sure. I'm trying to say is we're going to see the ethanol industry um, be able to commercially store CO2 um, in the next five years, yeah, which, which in turn will help. The, the coal and power industry with with their efforts in capturing and storing CO2.
0: Yeah, there are two active projects going on right now with uh, blue-flint ethanol at the, on the site of Coal Creek Station and then uh, yeah. uh, Red Trail Energy out at Richardson. Uh, they're pretty exciting projects. They've done the kind of exploratory seismic work trying to get an idea what storage uh, options are available down underground. And uh, yeah, it's pretty exciting stuff, really.
1: Yeah. Very cool. So now if our, if our listeners, viewers, I keep saying listeners, but we're, we're now live, our viewers want to learn more about EERC or uh, PCOR, where do they go to, to kind of dig into this?
2: Um, certainly we have a, you know, the a best place today is, is we have a PCOR partnership website. Um, and you can get to that through the EERC website. Um, awesome. and or, or you can also Google PCOR partnership. Um, Plains planes Perfect. CO2 reduction partnership, and uh, and there's that our website is is very uh, informative, and and we have a lot of information on there. Um, certainly, um, I'm always willing, and and I, I really enjoy just talking about the PCor partnership and the work we're doing.
1: Yeah, yeah, we can definitely tell. Well, thank you so much for joining us. It was uh, great visiting with you and kind of learning more about what's happening and what you guys are doing. It's it's cool and it's a thing to be proud of.
2: Thanks for having me. It's, um, it was, it was really enjoyable and, um, happy Thanksgiving.
1: Happy Thanksgiving guys.
0: Thank you for listening to another episode of mind America's lignite energy podcast. For more information on lignite energy in North Dakota, visit lignite.com.